Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Unstoppable Faith this week. I pray that the power and the presence of God will saturate your soul as you watch this program or as you listen to this program or wherever you may be today. Today's program is very, very special. I have a special guest and we're going to be talking about walking in divine victory. Walking in divine victory most of the times we ask questions like uh, what is happening to me what is going on with my life why can't things seem to be moving what it feels like a things are stuck and uh, there is no breakthrough or there is no movement to where I need to go or there is just an addiction or something that uh, holds you back yes we are we live in a spiritual world we are a spiritual being and we live in a spiritual world that has got a full of spiritual wickedness and spiritual stuff uh, uh, in the atmosphere and it's important for us to know all these uh, things but listen to me here my guest she is a chat topping singer speaker media personality journalist and actress from uh, New York City a TV show in the mix appears on uh, TBN's uh, Sosa Network and the 24 Flex now listen to this here Jenny she is from uh, the ghetto of uh, Brooklyn to success in Hollywood and to a stunning restoration in uh, Jesus Jenny Otegalo fought witchcraft she was dedicated to some uh, Santeria, to Santeria gods. She experienced violence, suicidal thoughts, rejection, being treated like a commodity as a pop star, and more. Now listen to this. This is a woman who had everything she needed to, to have. Who had a career in pop star, famous, popular, but listen to this. She encountered the presence of God that changed our life forever. I want you to stay tuned. We're going to go to one of our track before I bring Ginny Otega on this program. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. <laughs> Losing weight 
Jenny, welcome to Unstoppable Faith. It's a blessing and an honor to have you on this program. Thank you. What an honor. I always want to go hide after my introduction. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but you know what? Only the Lord can do all that. You know, I'm grateful. It, it is a good background and uh, I'm just excited about uh, what you have to share, especially from your latest book, uh, What is Happening to Me? What is Happening to Me? Many people, many of us go through those moments of uh, what is going on, what is happening to me. And I'm glad I have you because you have walked through this. You have, you know, you have, uh, you have seen it, you have done it. So let me go to the first question. Will you walk us through the type of home you were raised in and what were, uh, what were your parents' beliefs and how did those beliefs impact your upbringings? Yeah, so I grew up in a very passionate home. <laughs> I'm a Latina, um, Puerto Rican by descent, but born and raised in New York. And, um, and New York alone, we're, we're very aggressive New Yorkers, you know. So I grew up in that very aggressive environment. Um, I couldn't really go outside because it was dangerous in the neighborhood. And then it was very passionate inside of the house. Um, so that was kind of the environment from as early as I could remember that I grew up in. Um, I was raised, um, you know, my family had a Catholic background, but we weren't really practicing Catholics. Um, my mother's side of the family, they practiced a religion called Santeria, which is um, the occult. Um, and where, you know, there's witchcraft and all of this involved. So, and that was what I really saw a lot of. My mother herself, she wasn't really um, overly involved in the religion, but I had family members in her family that were really, they were high priestess in the religion. So I was exposed to that. So very early on, my spiritual eyes were activated. Um, you know, a lot of people don't even encounter spiritual things so maybe later in life when they're searching but from as early as i could remember i there was a spiritual activity in my home um and in my environment so yeah wow wow now talk to us more about uh, family why does the enemy always target uh, families and uh how were your family targeted by the enemy Yes, absolutely. Great question. Um, the enemy targets the family because he hates unity. He hates fellowship. He hates the body ministry. You know, if we remember, uh, the enemy was cast out of heaven because he wasn't a team player. He was trying to take over and be the leader. Um, and you know, what I love about uh, faith in Christ and um, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's three in one, you know? So God is the personification of unity, of community, of, of that structure. So the enemy hates that, and he, he's targeting it from, you know, one of the very first lines in my book, it says, you know, from his, um, the enemy tries to attack us 
from before we're even old enough, you know, to, to realize it. For as soon as we're born, um, as soon as I was born, the enemy sent his, you know, assault onto my life. And the reason why he attacks the family structure so badly is because if we all think about it, that's where we gain our structure. That's where we gain our belief system. Our belief system is created in the environment that we grow up in. And if he can destroy the family dynamic, if he can make the family environment toxic, then that becomes what we believe about our identity. And his main goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he does from as early as, uh, you know, from before we can remember. That's what he's constantly trying to do is steal, kill, and destroy. And what better way to do that than to attack the family? Um, and that's, that's, that's our foundation right there. And if he can destroy our foundation, then it's going to be a lot harder to build and be the people that God called us to be. Awesome. Now, you know, th this next question here uh, hits home, especially I'm originally from Africa. I'm originally from Africa. Now, our family ties often include ties to tradition or religion. How might these ties allow generational cases to afflict us? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the religion that my family grew up um, practicing, Santeria, is actually originated in Africa. Wow. Um, yeah, in Yoruba. And... Um, it's amazing you say that because that's what it is. It's tradition. So it was tradition that was passed down from generations of this belief of worshiping the dead, you know, worshiping things that um, were created by a creator instead of the creator himself. Um, and in this religion, they, they say that they also worship God, um, but they also, you know, seek guidance from the spirits that have passed away and um you know tradition plays a big role in that and i don't care you can be white black spanish asian it doesn't matter where you're from we all have traditions yes right that we carry and sometimes we don't look at them through a spiritual lens so what I wanted to do with the book is I wanted to help people look through the traditions and the customs of their family and realize what here is something that is spiritually leading me away from God, away from looking to God. You know, my family, as much as, you know, I, I believe that they were trying to pursue the right thing. Unfortunately, instead of looking to God, they decided to look to other spirits and other things. And these were just traditions that they learned and they continue um, to do that. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, this, this is exciting. This is so exciting. If you are just joining us on Unstoppable Faith, I have a special guest, uh, Jenny Otega Law. Uh, 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 she is uh, sharing the depth of uh, the spiritual world. What is happening to me? We all go through that moment. What is happening to me? Stay tuned here and uh, listen to what this woman of God has to say. Now, Jenny, I'm going to go to this other question here. 
How can someone who feels like they are struggling against unseen enemy start to recognize where Satan is attacking them from and uh, what strategies can they use to combat demonic ties in their life? You know, I wanted to write this book, What Is Happening to Me? Because I didn't want people, especially Christians, I didn't want Christians to feel like it is what it is. Oh, my life is just going down the drains and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I keep getting hit from left and right and there's nothing that I can do about it. It isn't what it is. We live in a very spiritual world. The spiritual realm is more real than what we live in right here because eventually this body will pass away and our spirits will live forever. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, you know, that is the, 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 the main reality of our life. The problem is a lot of people don't have that spiritual sight open. So they just take life as what it is, as if they don't have an enemy, as if they don't have a purpose, as if they don't have a God who created them, who's giving them breath and life. And, you know, and really what I wanted people to, to, to discover was, you know, have I just been accepting life as it is what it is? Or am I under attack? Is God trying to get my attention? Is he trying to redirect me into my purpose? You know, the Bible, the Bible is where we have all the answers and all the tools that we need to combat our unseen enemy. The problem is we don't see a need to go into the Bible to learn about spiritual warfare, to learn about our spiritual armor, to learn about uh, how to defeat the unseen enemy, how to fight lies with truth. We don't do that because we just accept everything. But, you know, all of us, when, when we start to spiral and when darkness overcomes us, it's because we're believing a lie. Yes. It's because we're accepting the attack of the enemy. But the, like I said, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But the word of God says that God came to give us life and that more abundantly. The word also tells us to use our words, you know, to use his word through our words as a weapon. Use the word of God to fight back when the enemy tells you, you know, you should just kill yourself because I, I dealt with suicidal thoughts. You, ha- you have to fight back and say, no, I will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. And that's scripture. You fight back with scripture. So I want people to know that God has equipped us. He's given us a roadmap. He's given us his instructions. He just wants us to stop taking life as what it is, to realize that there's a threat and that he's here and he's given us the victory over the threat. But we, he's, he's a gentleman. He's not going to override us every time. He wants us to activate our faith. And by doing that, it's coming in line with him and knowing, no, God has a purpose for my life. This attack is the enemy. It's time to get up. It's time to fight back in the spirit and learn, you know, that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus who gives us strength. Hallelujah. This is, this is powerful. I'm getting excited now. Let me take you back briefly here. Uh, can you talk to us about uh, uh, Santeria, the religion your family practiced as you were growing up? 
Yeah, so I I was exposed to so many different things. When you're young, and like we talked about earlier with tradition, you don't realize that things are weird or off. You know, they're just what your family does. And, you know, I, I used to see animal sacrifices. I used to see um, people become possessed with spirits where their eyes were rolled back, you know, and, and they spoke in a, in a strange tongue. It was it was strange fire. It wasn't God. It wasn't his true Holy Spirit. You know, we as believers, we have access to God, right? And the Holy Spirit can pray through us and we can pray in our heavenly language. But this was not that, you know, um, I, I, wasn't, I was involved in rituals, you know, where uh, I was asked to undress as a little girl and wow. as they performed all types of rituals over me with perfumes and coconuts cracked over my head with cigar smoke, you know, all this type of stuff that um, I just was like, okay, I guess this is what we do because it's spiritual, um, you know, and I was groomed. I was constantly being groomed by the high priestess in my family to take her position. Wow. She wanted me to, she, she kind of mentored me. She wanted me to take up after her. And um, I'm so grateful for God and his presence because I didn't even know God really. But I always felt something was pulling me the opposite direction. I wasn't supposed to go there. Um, I remember one time I was in a feast because they used to throw feasts for the dead. And then in this feast, they would conjure these spirits and they would ask them to come and, 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 and you know, speak to them. And um, and I was there and they began, they called me into the center and they began to chant over me and they wanted me to become possessed with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a dead spirit. And uh, something inside of me began to wrestle. And this was before I ever knew that you can encounter God in his presence, that God could live in you. I had no idea. And I start to feel this wrestling and eventually I just screamed, get away from me. And I ran out of the house. When I became a Christian, a born again believer, and I felt the presence of God and I knew it was love and it was light and it was hope and it was joy and it was freedom. I knew in that moment that all those years ago, what fought back for me was God's spirit and he would not let another spirit come in. So that's kind of what it was like growing up in wow. that religion. Wow. Now, again, I want to take you back here because we're following this very, uh, very, very carefully. And I want our viewers to really learn something here. There are many that have dedicated themselves to other gods, other spirits, and they think those spirits does not manipulate them. So this program today is uh, dedicated to those who seek freedom. And at the end of the program, I'll be asking Jenny to pray to break that spirit of uh, witchcraft or whatever it might be. Now, Jenny, let me go to this question here. You had a spiritist godmother in those days. Hmm. Will you tell us uh, more about uh, and what were some of uh, the practices that she would practice or some of the things that she also got you involved in? Yeah, well, that's what I touched on with the, you know, I feel like in this religion, there was kind of things that modeled 
or mocked Christianity in a sense, that ritual where I was asked to, to stand naked inside of a, a tub as they, as they cracked things over my head and they blew cigar smoke over me. It was kind of as a, it was a mock baptism, you know? It was like my induction into this, this um, religion. And the reason why they did it was because I began to see spirits and I would see, you know, uh, people, I would see different people that weren't there uh, in the physical, I would see them. And my mom, and they, she didn't know what to do. So what she did is she took me to my spiritist um, relative who, at, who decided to do that ceremony on me. And when she did the ceremony on me, um, she then became my godmother and, you know, was kind of like, a, like started to mentor me spiritually. And, you know, I was given beads to wear. And I know so many people do this innocently. You know, they, they want to be spiritual. They're just like, well, I, I, I have, you know, I know that spiritual activity is happening. So this must mean that I need to go to a psychic or I need to go to, uh, you know, this Wiccan or witchcraft or Obia or Santeria, you know, whatever you call it. Because the problem I feel like what Christians can do better is we can talk about the spiritual realm. You know, I feel like sometimes... Um, people don't realize that Christianity uh, knows all about the spiritual realm. And we, you know, what we do is we just cling to the Holy Spirit, the pure, the true, the, you know, the truth, the light, Him. Um, and, and, and how, you know, how to navigate when you're encountering spiritual things. So for me, I just knew that there were spiritual things happening. My family didn't know that the Holy Spirit was the Spirit. They just figured, well, we know all these other spirits. This must mean the spirits are calling you too. Wow. And that's what happened. So I started to just be groomed into these spirits. And I was assigned a spirit, um, an African spirit, that she was supposed to be my, you know, what was watching over me. And, um, you know, and it was, it, was, it was very much like a false sense of Christianity. Instead of looking to God, instead of looking to his spirit for guidance or, you know, um, prophecy or vision, I, you know, I was instructed to look to this one spirit that I was assigned to, you know, instead of having a pastor to mentor me or, or, or somebody to pour into me, she poured into me. It was very much like that. Yeah. You've already touched on this briefly, but I just want you to elaborate more. At what point did God set you free from the stronghold of the enemy? Yeah, so because of my upbringing, you know, and because I looked to my spiritist relative as my spiritual guru in the family, you know, she... she Basically, she, she would throw cards, you know, she was a gypsy as well. And she would lay down the cards and she had told me that I would be raped, that I would end up alone in my life, that, um, you know, all these bad things. And what it did is it led me to suicidal thoughts. I figured here I was going for spiritual help and the spirits are telling my, my godmother that I'm going to be raped, that I'm going to end up alone, that all this doom and gloom is down the line. And I became suicidal. 
Because like I said from the beginning, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I've had these conversations with my relatives who still practice uh, witchcraft and all these things. And I told them, I said, you can ask for yourself. You can seek for yourself. When you seek and pursue a spirit that is not God, that is not his Holy Spirit, that is not righteous, that is not love, that is not you know, the, the spirit of Jesus, the same spirit who rose Christ from the dead. When you seek out any other spirit, it leads to death. It leads to confusion. It leads to fear. It leads to all these things that are not of God. And that's what happened to me because I didn't know to look to God. I kept looking to these spirits that I was told to look to. And it was leading me down a dark path of despair of, you know, ultimately wanting me to kill myself which was the enemy's plan the whole time. But like I said, we live in a very spiritual and real spiritual world. And where darkness is, remember, there's always light. There's always light. Amen. And God was always there. Whether I knew it or not, he was there. Amen. And he would always, there would always be a way of escape. There'd always be something else. And um, as I started to really fight these thoughts, um, somebody invited me to a Christian church. This person didn't know I was suicidal. This person didn't know that I had been saying, God, I need to go to church. But if I go to the church that I grew up in, it was very religious and there was no intimacy with God. I, I didn't feel like I would meet him there. And somebody invited me to a Christian church, a girl in my school. And when I needed it the most, I had already become a singer. I was starting to be famous. I was starting to do all these amazing things that the world thinks you've made it. You're famous. You have money. You have all the success. You've made it. And I was still broken, angry, suicidal. And this girl randomly comes up and she invites me to a Christian church. And I went with her to a Christian church. It was my first experience in a Christian church. And they, they were very Pentecostal and the way they moved, the spirit of God came down. I looked at them and I said, these people are talking out loud to God. And I know in Africa that they, they know how to worship God. <laughs> yes. um, but, you know, I grew up in a, in a religious, uh, you know, uh, idea of what church was. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then the spirit, remember the spirit around that I grew up in with my family, the spirit is that's the only time that I saw charismatic kind of movements. Uh -huh. um, but I went to this Christian church and they were talking to Jesus and they were crying to Jesus and worshiping Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the pastor called me up to the altar and I walked up to the altar and he did not say anything to me. He just put his hand on my shoulder and he must have been praying, Holy Spirit, touch her, reveal yourself to her. Because in that moment he walked past me and I just, I felt the spirit of the living God enter into my body. The, I felt this burning sensation in my heart where I knew it was God. It was God. He was here. He was real. And I began to weep and weep and weep. And I wept for hours and hours and hours. All of the brokenness, all of the anger, all of the unforgiveness, all of the suicidal thoughts. God was doing surgery in my heart. And I knew it was God. You know why? Because I had grown up around spirits that were not God. Yes. And when I encountered God, I knew it was yes. him. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Now, how does the enemy attack Christians in ministry? Oh, boy. <laughs> like I said, his, the, his goal is always the same. 
Yes. His goal is to uh, try to make you doubt your purpose, uh -huh. to strip you of your identity, you know, and, and he'll use things in the past. He'll use your childhood traumas and he'll use a pastor or a leader sometimes to say something that'll trigger you yeah. to make you discouraged. That's what he does. He's constantly trying to snuff out God's purpose in your life. And by doing that, silence your voice. Because if he can silence your voice, then he can rob you of your testimony. And the Bible says we overcome the devil by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. Amen. And for me, um, you know, I, I, I eventually surrendered my life to Jesus. I walked away from my pop star life. And all I wanted was this Jesus that had touched me. I fell in love with him. Who is this? I want more of this. This is the answer. It wasn't fame. It wasn't money. It wasn't men. It wasn't sex. It wasn't any of that. It was God that I needed. Hallelujah. So I began to pursue him. And as I pursued him and his spirit revealed who God was to me, and I started to, to just really become a woman of his presence. Mm -hmm. I long to be in the presence of God. I long to hear instruction from God. I learned to grow, you know, long to grow in God. Uh, I allowed the word of God to clean up my life because I was a hot mess. <laughs> um, and as that happened, the enemy, he was like, wait a minute. There's, she's getting way too much breakthrough. My spiritual gifts began to, to, to flow, you know, the spirit of discernment that I had always had. It, I, I knew what it was now. It was God who would give, gave me discernment. Um, you know, the gift of prophetic visions and, and all these things just began to flow in me. Things that I'm like, whoa, you can have this tangible relationship with God and he lets you into the secrets of this world. It's amazing. And the enemy said, whoa, she's too dangerous now. Wow. I have to do something to take her out. I want you to watch part two of this interview uh, 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 as Jeannie continues to share on how to walk in victory and to defeat uh, the unseen spiritual forces. Until then, God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the Kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.